It's time for double coverage. Your Santa Cruz County Sports Leader, presented by the Santa Cruz Sentinel. And now your hosts, Jim Seamus and Juan Reyes. Hey, well, welcome back to the playoff edition of Double Coverage. I'm Jim Seamus. And I am Juan Reyes. And producer Tony Solis is out of, uh, for personal reasons today, so we'll prod forward the best as possible without him. All right, well, it's crunch time, no? Yeah, yeah, it is. Well, uh, let's go over la- this week. We'll go over last week's results and the final top 10 power poll, mm-hmm. and then we'll have breakdowns of the CCS playoffs, which begin this Friday. Nice, nice. All this and more on Double Coverage. All right, well, here's what happened uh, last, uh, last week on Friday. Uh, on, actually, I'm sorry, on Thursday, we had Aptos beating Alvarez 42-0, Santa Cruz blanking Harbor 63-0, and Gilroy beat Watsonville 41-14. And then on Friday night, we had St. Francis beating Soquel 42-7, and Saturday we had some college action with Merced beating Cabrillo 40-32. Well, last week was the uh, final week in the regular season for most teams to make a final impression. Well, let's find out if we've had any movement as we jump into this week's final Sentinel Top 10 Power Poll. All right. At number 10, we have Pajaro Valley. Number 9, Harbor staying the same. At number 8, we have Soquel staying put. Uh, down a spot to number 7 is Watsonville. At number 6, it's Santa Cruz jumping up a spot. At number 5, Santa Rosa Valley staying the same. And St. Francis is at number four, staying put. Staying put at number three is Monte Vista Christian. And then Scotts Valley is at the number two spot. And remaining at number one for much of the season, Aptos High School. Yeah, they pretty much stayed there, what, since, I want to say, like week three, yeah, week right. two or something like yeah, that? Yeah. yeah, I think we had Monte Vista up there for a week. and for uh, sure. And San, Scotts, this Scotts, Scotts Valley, Valley, I think they were close, up, yeah, yeah, yeah. If not up there for a week. Yeah, they were actually, so. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, but, uh, cool. Good season. Yeah. So No, it, it's been a pretty awesome season, man. It's uh. It's, you know, shockers, um, not so many shockers. <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, it's, yeah. just, it's just been an up-and-down season, man, because, like, we're like, oh, you know, Santa Cruz is not in it. Yeah, out. yeah. 0-4, then I got to do nothing. What did you do? They come back and they win it. Yeah, I think, to, for me, the, the <laughs> two biggest shockers right away were uh, Aptos beating Palma, because didn't expect that one. Right. And then, uh, and then, you know, everything that followed with them knocking off San Benito, you're like, wow, they're, they're definitely the real deal, you know? And then, uh, and then Santa Cruz beating St. Francis uh, opened my eyes a little bit, even, yeah. even though I did call that game. Yeah, no, you did call it. I, I didn't think that was going to happen, but that's why you play the game. Yeah, right? yeah, right? That's why you play exactly. the game. Exactly. That's what makes this, this playoff so much fun because we have some brutal matchups for our teams. Brutal, man. So, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, here's a little quick rundown of what's going to be uh, going down this Friday. All the games are scheduled for a 7 p.m. start. First, we have Terra Nova visiting Aptos. This will be at Aptos High. Scotts Valley at Soledad. And this one will be at Soledad High. And then Santa Cruz on the road at Gilroy. All right, before we jump into our game-by-game breakdown for those three teams, Mm. I'm going to just kind of let you know what's going on throughout the Central Coast section, which uh, eventually stretches from South San Francisco on down to King City. Okay. Um, So I'm going to take you in every division real quickly, or or we can tag team it, actually. Okay. Um, So I'll I'll do a couple divisions. You had mentioned Scott's Valley with the sixth seed at uh, number three, Soledad, in Division 5. Yeah. Uh, That's our local team. So elsewhere in Division 5, number seven, Jefferson, 
is uh, facing host Menlo School, the number two seed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Menlo is at six and four, and Jefferson's at eight and two. On the other side, of the, and those two teams are on the same side of this bracket as Scotts Valley Soledad. So Scotts Valley or Soledad will face Jefferson or Menlo School. Uh, on the other side of the bracket is number five, Sobrato, eight and two overall, uh, at number four, Hillsdale, seven and three. And then uh, number eight, Santa Cruz, at number one, Gilroy. So that's Division Five. Why don't you take us through the uh, Open Division Three? Open Division Three. Okay, Open Division Three. Uh, at the top of the bracket, we have number six, Seaside, on the road against uh, Palma, who's the number three seed. And uh, moving down, we have number seven, Terra Nova, visiting uh, number two, Aptos, uh, like I mentioned a little bit ago. And at the number five seed, we have Live Oak on the road against Sacred Heart Cathedral. And at number eight, it's Burlingame on the road against Half Moon Bay. Wow, Half Moon Bay is 10-0, huh? <laughs> yeah, right. There's wow. some cool things there. I mean, that Sacred Heart Cathedral game is at historic Kizar Stadium where the 49ers used to play. Oh, nice. And, and the Raiders have actually, I think, held a practice there. Um, so, yeah, but, yeah, that's awesome for the Mariners to get a, a number two seed and a home game in that uh, division. So... For those of you who don't know, the Open Division is the top three divisions. The, the Open Division One is for the biggest, most powerful. Uh, division Two is slightly smaller than Division Three. Then you drop off to Division Four and Division Five, which is typically the, the smaller schools. But three Open Divisions, which are the most prestigious in the Central Coast section. So that's and why they got the Open in front of yeah. it instead of these other. Yeah, open. a lot. Of okay. The Open's reserved for mostly the highest PowerPoint totals and teams from the A leagues. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's the best of the best. And, uh, and Aptos is there. There was a scare that they might jump up to, Divi- to Division Two in the Open. Right. And that would have been brutal uh, given their enrollment. And, uh, and, you know, it would have been a lot tougher road. So it would have. Yeah. It's still a tough road. Yeah. Uh, I'm g- we're going to jump on to uh, Division Four now. Mm-hmm. Um, and number six, Alisal is six and four. They play at number three, Branham, which is seven and three. Um, Cupertino has number seven seed. They play at number two, Christopher, which went eight and two on the season. On the other side of the bracket is number five, Independence, seven and three, going against number four seed, Santa Clara, at Santa Clara. Uh, and the Bruins went seven and three this year. And then uh, number eight, Willow Glen, seven and three, against the top seeded number one seed, Leland Chargers, at nine and one. And that's your division four level play. Juan, take us through division two, please. Sure, Division Two, Open Division Two. Sorry, Open Division. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Uh, see here at the top of the bracket, we have number six Wilcox at seven and three on the road against St. Francis, the number three seed, and they are seven and three. Uh, number seven Westmont, who is seven and three, uh, they are on the road against Aragon, who is nine and one, and they are the number two seed. Uh, the fifth seed is Oak Grove, who finished six and four, and they will be playing Valley Christian, who is the number four seed, and they finished eight and two. And at number eight, it's Archbishop Mitty, five and five, at Junipero Serra, eight and two. All right, that's the Open Division Two. Going to Open Division One, the biggest, baddest mofos of them all. <laughs> these guys is some great football. And we, we, we failed to mention dates and times. Most of these games are Friday at 7 p.m., but there are a couple games on Saturday afternoon. Um, so I would recommend going to CIF ccs.org and they have all the brackets posted there if you want to check them out and uh, and they'll be updating results as well as will we um open division one number six seed los gatos five and five on the year playing at number three seed piedmont hills the pirates are eight and two number seven palo alto three and seven three wins and they're in and uh, they're playing at number two seed salinas high 
and the Cowboys went 8-2 and two this year. Uh, on the other side of the bracket, it's number 5 seed Menlo Atherton at 6-4 and four overall. The Bears will be playing at number 4 seed, the San Benito Hay Balers, uh, and the Hay Balers went 6-4. Both teams are 6-4. Bellarmine, number 8 seed, 4-6 and six overall. Uh, West Catholic League team, a lot of power points. They are playing at unbeaten Milpitas High. Milpitas, the Trojans are 10-0 on and the 0. year. So wow. that'll be a matchup of matchups. Uh, you know, a couple of years ago, I was watching a game at Levi Stadium with all the high school teams there. Yeah. And uh, Milpitas was there. And I, I used a reference often for uh, high school teams that are incredibly talented and big. This this team looks like a JC team. Really? You know, they have a great running back and receiver and quarterback and uh, some big bad boys on the line. So Damn. they're 10-0 uh, and 0 in the... Open Division One. Yeah. So, okay. I have a question. What's yeah. up with that three and seven, dude? How did they get in the open? You know division what? I'm one? not even going to laugh at it. I don't think they'll go all the way. But St. Francis, uh, decades ago, roughly almost, at least, about 20 years ago, the St. Francis Lancers of Mountain View played in the West Catholic League, and they were three and seven or four and six, mm-hmm. and they made the playoffs. Uh, one of the very first years that the Open Division was brought in, or Division One, and uh, and the Lancers snapped it off and beat the best of the best. So. Those records mean nothing, as is the case for some of our tougher matchups. Yeah. Like, don't go by the record. A lot yeah. of these teams are banged up. A lot mm-hmm. of these teams got guys back late in the season, you know, and uh, and some crazy stuff happened late with a couple upsets. Gotcha. So, yeah, that's that. So that's the uh, the playoff uh, schedule. Mm-hmm. Playoffs. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that's awesome. That's cool, man. That's, I can't wait for this Friday. It's going to be it's going to be pretty cool. Dude. Nice. Yeah, nice. for sure. And we also have the Santa Cruz Warriors playing. Ah, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah <laughs> I for think. sure. Or Saturday. I think it's. it might be Saturday. Saturday? I'm not sure. Yeah. Okay, thank yeah. goodness. Thank goodness. And uh, hopefully we won't have any rain. So it's supposed to rain tonight and tomorrow. All right. So, yeah. Hopefully just tonight and tomorrow. There That's you go. It. No, no rain Friday, please. There you go. <laughs> All right. So, uh, cool. Well, let's get into our uh, breakdown of um, Friday's, Friday night's game. Friday at 7 p.m. in a CCS Open Division Three game, we have number seven seeded Terra Nova playing at number two Aptos. Aptos seven and three went six and one in the Monterey Bay League Gabilan Division to finish second to Salinas. Terra Nova five and five went one and four in the Peninsula Athletic League's Bay Division to tie for fourth place with Terra Nova and Sacred Heart Prep behind champion Half Moon Bay, uh, who finished ten and zero. Runner-up Aragon nine and one and Menlo Atherton. Yeah, this is a pretty good game, and uh, you saw turnover earlier this year. Des- I did destroy in hundred degree heat. Yeah, uh, Scotts Valley they beat up Scotts Valley, man. And yeah. then they're unbeaten at that time. Uh-huh. They finished five and five on the year. Yeah, right. So yeah, so that league, you know, we everyone talks about the West Catholic League, the Monterey Bay League, Gablin Division, uh, among others. But I think you know this Peninsula Athletic League Bay Division is. It, it, it's been said to be the real deal. I mean, yeah. obviously. I mean, Half Moon Bay is up there. You, you mentioned it. I mean, Half Moon Bay unbeaten. They're the D5 defending section uh, champions at D5. Yeah. So this this division, this league is brutal. We saw Aragon earlier this year beat Aptos. Yeah. So this team is, this league is stacked, and Terra Nova is going to bring it, you know? And they have some big boys up there. And uh they also some have some little shifty guys. I mean, you saw them, the, the little receivers running around. They pass it all around the yard. Yeah. What impressed you most that day about the Tigers? I I would have to say they had a big offensive line, mm-hmm. man. They had big op- offense and defensive line. Yeah. So, um, uh, and a lot of that, you, you can tell that Scotts Valley wasn't 
prepared for that. Yeah, game. they were out of that game mentally. I think. Yeah, I mean, dude, I mean, the the heat was brutal enough. Yeah. You know, I mean, y- y- it was like hundred plus degrees. But like I said, I I don't I don't think Scotts Valley was was prepared to yeah, play yeah. a team like that. Sure. Because I mean, dude, they they were stacked up on the line. Yeah. And like you said, they they have uh, these quick receivers that that were they're pretty agile and, and they could they can get around tackles. You know, they and, do. And, and I think Scotts Valley. They were there to tackle, you know. Yeah, yeah. They 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 read the plays, but I think it, I think Terra Nova, I think their players were just so agile and yeah. so quick that the Scotts Valley had trouble. Yeah. yeah, I showed up in the second half and saw you there, and uh, obviously you were covering that game. Yeah. And uh, what I saw was like you know on kickoff returns, some big games, nice special teams by the uh, the Tigers. They also when they had downfield passes or whatever or big run plays, the blockers were downfield. Uh, allowing these guys to shift, bounce the floor, bounce outside, bounce cut inside, yeah, and uh, and have some big gains. I mean, it was big gain after big gain. So the Mariners are going to have their, their hands full, no doubt. Yeah, uh, you know, like I said, they're 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 big in the right spots on the line, or you said that, and but they have these like you know these little shifty receivers who also you know get carries on end arounds and whatever, and just the ball's in their hands a lot. Yeah, and they make plays happen. So yeah. no, they they got a pretty good quarterback as well, man. Yeah, um, uh, I think it's Nathan Gordon. Yeah, Nathan Gordon. Um, I mean, he's thrown for almost 2,000 yards, dude. Yeah. 1, 000, uh, 1,968 yards with 21 touchdowns and just five interceptions. Yeah. And he's also ran a pair of scores as well. Um, yeah, he, he stood out to me in that game for sure because um, I I want to say his older brother. I was just going to uh, say about four years ago, yeah. uh, they played Monta Vista Christian in the yeah. playoffs and, and kind of took it to him. And that guy was a record-setting quarterback. Yeah, dude. You know, um, we're talking like 40 touchdowns, you know, like disgusting numbers. So that's crazy. Uh, do we want a shootout? Or are we going to see a shootout? Uh, pardon that. Actually, it's a horrible expression now, given yeah. the state of events. But yeah. I mean, two teams. These two teams put a lot of points on the board, and uh, and I'm not sure so sure how the Mariners are doing right now. Granted, they it was Alisal or Alvarez. They beat Alvarez, up on Alvarez yeah. last mm-hmm. week. But when I saw him two weeks ago against Salinas, yeah. their stud thousand yard rusher, the Mariners' stud right. uh, Marcos Reyes, mm-hmm. came out in the fourth quarter. And, and last week against Alvarez, he came out on the third defensive play of the first quarter. Oh wow! So they trounced up on Alvarez without yeah, him. Yeah. They, you know, next man up mentality uh, for the players. But I mean, you know, he's also their stud middle linebacker. He's their leading rusher. Right. The heart and soul of that team, uh, skill position wise. I mean, they have some big boys on the line, and um, that's a concern for me. I don't know what his state is. We haven't spoken with Randy uh, over the past week, mm-hmm. and you know, we need a. You know the Mariners need, if they're hoping to advance, a healthy Marcos Reyes. I, I was gonna say, you think he came out of that game because they they probably kind of thought that they, they needed, yeah. they knew that they were gonna be Alvarez and they they that they didn't need. Yeah, Marcos, well, you, know, you know, apparently they didn't need him, but I mean, like at the third play of the game, and maybe it was precautionary. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I'd like to think so yeah. for the Mariners' sake. Yeah, you know, so. Um, that'll be interesting, but yeah. you know we know the Mariners have some other studs, oh, and, yeah. and among them, um, Josh Powell and mm-hmm. Will Murphy, yeah, kind of head up also that wing T uh, offense, and you know which is the big the big linemen sealing their blocks and and just creating holes, you know, for these guys. That's what they I do mean, best, man. Yeah, yeah. Mar- Marcos always says it wasn't me, it, it was the linemen, but Marcos is a special guy, you know, so. Um, and the Mariners have some studs on defense. Guys like Shane Modena and Blake Willer kind of have been their ball hawks. We mentioned Reyes uh, at linebacker, and they've had some nice guys fill in there. Yeah. Um, but this will definitely be a test for their special teams. I was going to say special teams, yeah. man. Yeah, because uh, 
Uh, they, I mean, Mariners have have really good special teams, especially with uh, Wheeler in mm-hmm. the back. Because I saw him take back that one against uh, San Benito. Yeah. And um, yeah, they 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 can get. They always have. They always get them in good field position. Yeah. So I think that's going to be the key right there. I think it is going to be special teams. It's going to be who sets up what offense. You know, on, yeah. on the, with the best field position possible. Yeah. I, I think so. This turnover team is, um, you know, despite the losses. I mean, they have. Late losses, like we said earlier, one and four in league. Their lone win was in their finale against Burlingame, okay. seventeen to fourteen. They just didn't put up. Uh, you know, we, after destroying Scotts Valley early in the season, I'm curious if you know if, if it's been grade checks, if it's been injuries or whatever, right. or just a difficult league. But once they get the league, after they whoop up on Cappuccino, they lose to Aragon by ten points. Uh, and we know Aragon's good, obviously. Sacred Heart Prep, they lose 16-7. to They lose a close, close one to Menlo Arthurton, which is a really good team, and yeah. they won CCS a year ago uh, in the Open Division. Um, and then they, they, they get held to seven points in a 49-7 loss to Half Moon Bay. Yeah. So there's a team that's struggling to put points up on the board. Aptos is hoping to continue that trend. Right. But I, I, like I said, I don't know if Aptos is at full strength. I don't know if any team's at full strength at this point. I, I was going to say, I don't, I don't think any team is 100% right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's just no way. I mean, if we're regular season's over. Every, all these kids are they're beat up pretty bad. Yeah. You, you know, this is just now I think it's all mental. Mm-hmm. Now, at this point, it's all mental. Um, I mean, everyone's banged up. That's, that's, that's part of the game. They're, they're going to be hurting for sure. But it's just that push, man, and, yeah. and see who – who flinches first? Yeah, you sure, know what I'm sure. Yeah, that's, I think that's what it is. Well, I always love Randy Blankenship's, and I've never heard them personally. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard his post-game speeches or quotes and conversations, uh, but he's always gotten the troops fired up in the second half. Yeah. He did it against Palma. They're a second-half team. Totally. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Palma, San Benito did it there. The last, the, the one he didn't do it against was Salinas. But I, I, I know he's going to have the team fired up, and, and then Terranova's on the road. But um, the thing that concerns me is, you know, getting that quarterback from the Tigers on the run. Because if you get Gordon, him out of, yeah, out of the mix, Gordon, yeah. It, yeah, and he can throw on the run. you know. And if, but if you take him out of the mix, there's a good chance that maybe you take his receivers, uh, Jackson Kubel, out of the mix, and Scotty Tomei. And Tomei has 519 yards receiving and five touchdowns. And Kubel has 41 receptions for 660 yards and nine touchdowns, according to statistics that have been published. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, yeah. So same thing. Aptos stats aren't complete Right. On mbayprepscom but we do know that Hayden Chowning and uh, you know Edward Franco have three combined sacks between them. Yeah. It might be more, but the Mariners haven't had a ton of sacks this year. Yeah. They have a, a ton of hurries. You know, I I, I noticed that because you've been you mentioned that throughout the whole season is yeah. is they haven't been getting those sacks. Yeah. So this I, this is one game where they have to they get got, sacks. They, they have to prepare, Yeah, because I mean. Dude, this Gordon guy is good, man. Yeah. And I, I I mean I saw him play. You saw him play for yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. And I yeah, I'm really impressed with what he can do. And yeah. I'm actually advocating baller. this is, uh, you know, high school football is all about good sportsmanship. Yeah. But it is football. So I'm advocating a nice early, I don't want to say a personal foul hit, because then there's fifteen <laughs> yards and you're hurting your team. Yeah. Yeah. But, but get under his yeah. feathers. Yep. You, mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw ESPN highlights the other day where you know this defensive player takes a, another player's towel and kind of threw it on the ground. I didn't just see Just to that. get in the quarterback's head. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, just get in his dish. Yeah. And, and, and ruffle him. Yeah. And make him feel uncomfortable. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe chirp a little bit, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah. Like, we're coming for you. Yeah. And little, you little trash talk yeah. doesn't, you know, yeah. as long as it doesn't get too crazy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, but, no. Don't but, get out. <laughs> yeah. Don't get out of hand. Yeah. I don't want any unsportsmanship. Yeah. No, but, no, uh, no, for sure. You know. But yeah. Just I mean, yourself. just a little, hey, I'm coming for you. Yeah. You know, just let them know that, you know, keep them, keep them in your head. Keep them in his head. You totally. Know? Totally. So, yeah. No, we had mentioned as we rattled off the brackets. Right. As if Terranova isn't a tough first opponent. You know, then they got to go through the winner of Seaside Palma. This is not a cakewalk for the Mariners. <laughs> wow. You know, but yeah. we, we didn't expect them to do anything in that Monterey Bay League gabble in division this year. Right. Not a ton. Not a ton, yeah. You know, maybe hoping for a top three finish. Yep. And, uh, and they've exceeded expectations. Now that they're a little banged up, I'm curious what they're going to do. And I'm never shocked by them anymore. So maybe they get through this game. I'm going to I'm going to actually I'm going to take the Mariners beating the Tigers. Same here. So, yeah. okay. Yeah, I I I mean you you mentioned you don't know how, how what what full strength they're in or what, you know, yeah. how how um what position they're but I think I think I think they I think they'll be good. Yeah, I, I, I think I, you I know. think yeah. Then then they're at home. You know, they've been training year-round for this. The next man up mentality, we do say it over and over again. Yeah. Um, it's more just uh, numbers on the jersey than names. Um, so, yeah, I think they have the depth. And they, they brought up, uh, you know, like we said, uh, Vaughn Holland, the, the sophomore running back a few weeks ago. I imagine he'll get more carries uh, if, if Marcos isn't the guy. And, I, you know, I'm sure they've got yeah. – No, they, they got Powell and they yeah. have uh, Galar. They, they got they got They got a, yeah, they'll they be fine a there. backfield, yeah. Yeah, and the, the thing that's going to be paramount, though, is, like, once you get – to the next level, you can't be one-dimensional. Yeah. And if they don't find success on the run, they're going to need Hunter Matiz, Mattis and uh, Angel Aparicio, depending whoever's behind center taking the snaps, to complete some stuff. And it may have to be more than Blake will or making the receptions. Right. Yeah. You know, like there's enough film out to know that Blake is the man with eight TD receptions. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So they're going to have to have their pat. There's a lot of things we mentioned: the special teams, the defense. They're going to have to pass a little bit too. I think so. So yeah. Yeah. All right. So we we both have the Mariners. Yep. All right. So moving on, uh, what do we got here in a CCS Division Five game? We have number eight seed Santa Cruz playing at the number one seed Gilroy Mustangs. All right. The Cardinals went five and five overall. They were zero and four to start the season, and then go five and one in league to share the Mission Trail Athletic League Coastal Division with uh, title with St. Francis. And but the Sharks didn't make the playoffs despite going eight and two overall. Now the the Coastal Division is a C-rated league, and only the champion moves on. So even though both teams were champions, both teams will get banners in their gym, right. the first one in St. Francis High history, and an 8-2 record, they will not be moving They're on. They're not going to the playoffs. Pretty huh? crazy, huh? Yeah, that is crazy. So, But yeah. I actually think that St. Francis team is pretty decent, but that just tells you a little something about the Cardinals and their heart and what they did to the Sharks two weeks ago. So it is the Cardinals' first league title since 1993 and first CCS berth since 2007. That was uh thank you, producer Tony. Yeah, thanks, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. So, well, I was gonna say, uh, <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. I mean, gl- I mean, I'm glad you brought that up because, uh, like, in 2007, Coach Bubba Trumbull's first season as a coach, um, he faced a, a pretty uphill battle in that yeah. postseason. That I mean, they that was that was pretty awesome. And 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 now they opened up with Gilroy, uh, who finished, like I said, 10 and 0, 6 and 0 in league, and uh, the outright winner 
of the Monterey Bay League Pacific Division. Yeah, pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah in 2007, Santa Cruz took third place in the Santa Cruz Coast Athletic League mm-hmm. and went on to post road wins over higher seeds, Seaside, Del Mar, and Pacific Grove to win the small school title, which is essentially Division Four when they were uh, when there were only four divisions. Gotcha. So, yeah, it was pretty awesome. They beat Seaside. On the road, no easy task against no. that team. I, I think they're, the Cardinals were the number eight seed. So uh, really, you know, so the sky's oh, the oh, limit, oh, you know. Yeah. And they go down there on a foggy night and do it, and then they they faced an overseeded Del Mar team. Del Mar was ten and 11 and zero when they faced them. Right. And they played them at San Jose City College on neutral turf, so to speak. Okay. Even though Del Mar's right around the corner. Yeah. And, and they whooped weird. up. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, they're like right down the street. Yeah. yeah Del Mar has yeah. a nice field they too. They do. They do. Yeah. So yeah, they whooped up on them. So. That character of that team, hopefully, you know, some of it is, uh, you know, some of the same characteristics are on this Cardinals team because they felt like they were unappreciated all year long, mm-hmm. underestimated, and they should feel that way right now because they're coming from a C League. They're a 500 team. They have a lot to prove. Yeah. And, uh, and Gilroy has been unbeaten. They have no idea what sort of, you know, they haven't faced it. Even if their stud running back, uh, Joseph Barnes, is out, they haven't faced a ton of adversity. No. I mean, they have numbers. They have the guys. Yeah. They, they beat at Watsonville in their season finale pretty handily, um, you know, without Barnes. Yeah. From what I've been told. So Yeah, no, I mean, because, yeah, they, they, they have plenty of weapons. Uh, like you said, next man up. Uh, Christian Rodriguez is one of those guys. He's the, uh, I don't know if, he, yeah, he's probably the backup running back, but he has, um, what is it here? For Six, string type numbers. Yeah. 654 yards with 11 touchdowns. Yeah. Which is still pretty awesome. Yeah. And Barnes yeah. has been a thousand yard rusher, not only this season, where he's at 1,231 with 17 touchdowns. Yeah. He also rushed for a thousand plus yards easily last year. This guy is, is beast mode. And without him, I, re- I really like the upset chances in terms of having a chance. Uh, I don't know. Um, but like I said, even without him, they took it to Watsonville. Gilroy did. Yeah. So uh, you know. And and um, the one thing that stands out about Santa Cruz um, these last couple of weeks that we've been uh, talking about them is how they're able to stop the run game, um, which is huge. Yeah. Which is huge. They did it against St. Francis. Um, obviously, did they did it against uh, SoCal. SoCal. Yeah. So. If they can stop Barnes and Rodriguez, because this uh, Jonathan Castro kid, the quarterback for Gilroy, I don't want to say he's only throwing for 568 yards, but I mean those aren't you know those aren't numbers that really stand out yeah. for a quarterback, especially because they got you know a red uh, run heavy team, um, and he's throwing seven touchdowns, even though he's only throwing just one interception. But still, I mean that's yeah that's something that Santa Cruz can't focus on. Uh, again, I'm a little apprehensive with these numbers; they might be up to date. Okay, but we're talking about a 10 game season here. And he has 48 attempts. Yeah. I, so that's less than less about five attempts a game. And maybe that's spot on. Um, but I just think that they, you know, I, I'm, I'm, but everything else is spot on. I mean, we have Barnes with 1,300 yards. Right, yeah. So maybe. Well, because, I mean, yeah, I mean, c- c- Rodriguez and Barnes combined are, are close to 1,900 yards. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's a lot of the workload, I yeah. think. Yeah. No, there's so. a ton of carries there. Well, hopefully these are spot on because we don't want to mislead you yeah, on I what mean, sort yeah. of player this guy Same is. Same here, for sure. Um, and stats don't always tell the tape of what a quarterback brings to the table. Exactly. Be- and no more is that evident than with the Cardinals. I mean, Abram Soriano has passed for four touchdowns and four interceptions, yeah. according to stats that have been published on mbapreps.com. Yeah. Also, eight, you know, close to 800 yards, but they've been timely passes you know for some of them yeah and he's had he only has Mm. he's not even listed in their top five rushers yes he is he's fifth with 178 yards but he has five touchdowns yeah 
And I think I think two of those interceptions that Soriano threw was against uh, Lincoln. Uh huh. Um, this is back uh, I think week four. I think uh-huh. week three, yeah. And uh, one of them was for a, a return for a touchdown. Yeah. So I mean those those two were, you know, those you two know, interceptions were way back. You know, past he, they're way past him. So yeah. I think he, he might have had one, maybe I'm not sure against Marina. I could be wrong in their loss, but okay. he's had a really good second half of the season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For so, sure. And he's been a leader, you yeah. know, which is his role, his yeah. job. I, I think that's what I was trying to say is like, yeah. you know, he 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 left all that the, the bad stuff yeah, behind yeah, yeah. him and he just moved forward. The whole team. And the whole team. Yeah. And I and that's I think that's that's what's gotten them where they're at right now. Yeah, I talked sure. to Taj Carpenter after last week's win. He rushed for three touchdowns mm-hmm. uh last week and hundred plus yards in a 63 to zero win over Harbor. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he was just saying no one respected us, you know, like we, we, you know, you didn't (laughs) and other people didn't and we wanted to prove people wrong. Well, you know what? They're still not getting respect. They're the Rodney Dangerfields of, uh, (laughs) of division five right now, I guess, because, you know, they got, they have Gilroy unbeaten Gilroy, which is, you know, a top 300 ranked team in the state. Yeah. So, we're going to need big games out of Johnny Soto. Soto didn't even play last week. He didn't? No. No? So, yeah, he Is didn't play. rest? He was a little banged up. So okay. I think, you know, they're saying he's going to be fine now. And, you know, with Taj Carpenter and Adrian Flores and Nathaniel Loza doesn't get a ton of carries. But when he does, he's been impressive. I think they're kind of easing him in. Um, but he's been solid. Yeah. And um, so they're going to have to run the ball. Mm-hmm. You know, get some good blocking from their line. And then keep up that solid defensive play. Um, that they've had in yeah. in the second half of the season, I just don't know the level of execution. I haven't seen Gilroy this year. You did against a, a team earlier, or no? Did I see Gilroy? Mm. You remember the running back? If you did, I don't think I saw okay. Gilroy. No. All right. No, so I don't think Tony I saw Nunez him. saw him of the Pajaronian, and uh, but anyway, he's just you know I don't know if the level of execution or blocking will be as as effective as it was against Harbor. Yeah. But that said, I mean, I thought St. Francis has a pretty big team and. Uh, Marina definitely does, and yeah. but Santa Cruz, you know, beat St. Francis, and the St. Francis I thought has a decent line, but you know I could be wrong. You know, you you think a line's big or small, and then you go stand on the sideline, and you're like, wow, okay, yeah, <laughs> you <right>. know, like, <laughs> when they come to the sideline, you yeah. know. Um, but yeah, they need to play some defense, and uh, they have some studs. The Cardinals do uh, that will get the job done. You know, the Santa Cruz isn't like an overly Big team, sure they have a three hundred pound lineman, yeah, but they have the, these guys that they're just good high school players, and Ricky Parra is among them. Yeah, he has a couple sacks, and Alonzo Rodriguez, and you know, there's a, they have a ton of guys that they're just playing good team defense right now, and they need to keep that up if they have any hopes of, you know, pulling this upset. Yeah, no, definitely no, and and Gilroy also has a couple studs also on defense. Um, Braulio Rodriguez, he has a team high four interceptions, and uh, Dylan Holler. He leads uh, Gilroy with three sacks. Yeah. So they got some studs on that side, too. Yeah. This, I don't know. I don't know. Like like you said, the the right now, the seeds and, and the records don't matter. And right now, I'm, I'm at a – this is a coin flip for me. Because, yeah. ah, uh, I mean, I – It, it really kind of is because I think, uh, you know, that, that is a B-rated league that Gilroy won, the Pacific Division. Um, but that's not saying all the teams are great. Yeah, um, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, you know, one of their opponents was Paro Valley. Uh, so, and that was a team that they beat. Let's see here. They beat them 56 to 13. The thing is, when you, they're facing these teams that aren't as good, they've been destroying them. I mean, this team is averaging. You know, they've had three. They scored 399 points this year. <laughs> so, and they've only given up 136. 
So they're scoring, you know, easy, quick math or whatever, you know, a three to one ratio. You know, they're just they're they're always in the forties every week. Yeah. You know, the, in the last three weeks, last four weeks, they've scored forty one or more points. So, you know, that's uh, that's a lot of big plays. You know. Yeah. But uh, I don't know, man. You know, but Santa Cruz has given up, uh, you know, 14 against St. Francis. I thought they're pretty explosive. And then uh, zero against Harbor. Uh, they allowed zero against SoCal. And then they gave up 36 against Marina. I'm just kind of going back off the last four weeks. Right. They're right. playing good team defense. Yeah. You know, and Marina was a pretty good team um, for a C-level team. I'm going to... Uh, I'm going to try and give no respect to the Cardinals just to hopefully fire them up. And then if I get it right, I get it right. I'm going to go with Gilroy because mm-hmm. they haven't lost yet. Okay. But I think this could be has potential to be a really good game and perhaps even an upset. Um, a lot to prove for the Cardinals. Yeah. You know, I'm going to go opposite. I'm going to go for the upset of the week. There you go. I, I'm, I'm, I'm taking Santa Cruz, man. I don't know. It's just something about, something about that team that they're just – they're. They're, they're, they got the momentum at the right time. Yeah, they're, they, they they're, definitely do. They're playing team ball, yeah. which is important. And I, and I think they have that run defense to maybe not shut down Barnes, yeah. but but do enough to contain him and stop him. Yeah. And, and from, from him getting like these big uh, big plays. I don't think anything we say is going to fire the Cardinals up. I think they're firing. <laughs> they fired themselves up. Yeah. Really. And, yeah. Um, I love the way the running backs are playing. They implemented a new power eye offense at the outset of the season, and it looks like they've been running it for years now because the linemen are really doing a great job in creating some holes. But the running backs, they're, they're not big kids, yeah. and they're getting five to six yards a carry, yeah. it seems like. They're, they're really, at least, you know, I know that was the case against Harbor. Uh, you saw them, uh, well, against St. Francis, they did a number. Yeah. Um, so if they can keep up that trend, obviously you're going to win a lot of games. You're going to have sustained drives. I love the way they're running. I love the way they're playing defense. I wouldn't be surprised if Santa Cruz pulled an upset. Right. But I've got to go with it. I mean, shoot, yeah. Gilroy hasn't lost yet, and they're blowing out everyone they've played. For sure, for sure. So uh, that's, that's that. That's you know? that. All right. In CCS Division 5, we have number six seed, Scotts Valley, playing at number three, Soledad. The Aztecs and Falcons will play for a second time this season. Soledad is 7-3 overall and is the defending CCS Division IV champion. The Aztecs went 5-1 to win the Mission Trail Athletic League Mission Division. They beat the Falcons 19-3 in their October 20th league game. Scotts Valley, who finished the season 6-4 overall and went 4-2 in league to tie for second place with Carmel and Keene City, um, just behind Soledad. The Falcons are led by running back Ryan Conte and Anthony Locatelli. And they also have another stud, um, Falcons tight end and linebacker Carson Spence, who's uh, been a huge impact on both sides of the ball. Um, and then he also has quarterback and cornerback Kyle Rajala. Yeah, those are some of their biggest names. I have concerns. I have concerns for all our local teams. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just because we see, we see them so much, uh, enough of them. Uh, the Falcons have not done well on offense of late. Yeah, and that's not a good trend. So, uh, you know, that's not good heading yeah. into the towards the end of the season. Totally. I mean, you, you know? mentioned the stud running backs and whatever. Well, there haven't been many touchdowns between anyone on that team because they've right. been held to seven points or less in three of their last four games. So, wow. Yeah, it's just uh, I'd like to imagine that the Falcons will turn to their bag of tricks as they attempt to mix things up and break out of their offensive funk. 
but they're going to have to step it up from a lot of different players are going to have to step it up. Yeah, Rajula, Spence, Cal Raymond, uh, their receiver, their, their faster guy on the team, you know, one of their faster guys on the team. Yeah. They're going to need big plays out of all those guys in addition to those two stud running backs that you mentioned. Yeah, now look, looking down, looking at the schedule now, um, I didn't realize that they had only scored seven points or less in, in three of the last four games. That's, yeah. That's uh, – Wow, that's unreal. That's because, not I mean, a good trend. <laughs> no, I mean, because uh, before that, I mean, they scored 24 against King City. Uh, that was a 24-0 win. Then 21-7 against Carmel. And then they shut out Pacific Grove 34-zip. Yeah. So now, There was some, there was a middle stretch of games. You know, they beat up on Pacific Grove, running clock in the second half. They edged Monta Vista in a non-league game. And then, like I said, played, uh, after losing to Terranova, they got routed. Uh, you know, they, they edged Monta Vista. They route Pacific Grove, but then they had two of their best opponents uh, this season. Well, Napoma was a good opponent as well, but yeah. Carmel they beat twenty one seven, then twenty four zero over King City. Yeah, Napoma that's when it started going downhill, and that yep. Napoma team was good. Mm-hmm. You know, they're big and athletic, and they love to tackle and hit. Mm-hmm. Um, so Napoma was a, a solid loss. Did, did you cover? That I was game? at that you game. You were at yeah. the game, huh? So thirteen thirteen seven, and mm-hmm. that's when you know that's when the offense kind of took a funk, mm-hmm. but so did. You know, their opponents t- took a level up at that point for a little bit. I mean, Soledad, that's when they faced Soledad, yeah. you know, defending Division Four champion. Yeah. And then they play Stevenson. They route them, do their job. Right. And then they go against the SLV team that is incredibly well coached <laughs> yeah. and knows them better than anyone. Yeah. You know? No, yeah. So, yeah. Th- that wasn't a shocker. Like, no. And really, no, it wasn't just because, like you said, that they got history. and Yeah. It's yeah. just like, you know, no matter how well <laughs> Santa Cruz or Aptos are doing they know each other so well it's a hundred year history and there's certain rivalry games and you kind of have it figured out like uh yeah <laughs> you know the cougars the cougars got the best of the falcons on that one yeah so seven to six and so the falcons like i said struggling to put the ball in the end zone you know yeah that that is a big concern uh heading into the playoffs especially against a solid that team that that they faced earlier this year and they only scored three points on yeah so yeah they're they're definitely gonna have to Figure something out before uh, heading into Friday's game. Yeah, yeah, that's the Soledad team is pretty stacked, man. Yeah, that lone offense against Soledad the first time was just a field goal. So yeah, yeah, from, from uh, their quarterback. So yeah, Rajula was the guy that kicked that cow, um, and that was it. <laughs> that was it. That was they, it. You know, huh? and then just missed opportunities. You thought I'm sure Coach Lee Walters thought his team could have played considerably better, but a really athletic team they they're facing the falcons you know we've mentioned are no strangers since they played in the league but i think the falcons we mentioned this this drought uh, offensively this funk and they have some things working in their favor a they've seen sold at they've right. both seen each other yeah, okay exactly so but they also had a week off last week the fact that they played um napomo several weeks ago when That's right when no one else played they have they had a bio last week, so they mm. got to get healthy, yeah. you know, uh, healthier. Yeah, you know, so that's beneficial. Yeah, yeah, I, I I forgot all about that. Uh, the makeup games, you know, I mean that 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 could have affect that could affect some teams. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, Soldad. I mean, Soldad also hasn't played since November fourth, so they got the week off too because they played. But so of the county teams, you know, like as we know, Santa Cruz and Aptos and Watsonville had games last week. But mm-hmm. Scotts Valley didn't, so that helped their cause by getting that game in against Napomo. Yeah, uh, it does. Is it a benefit over Soldad because Soldad also had a week off? No, 
But they know, you know, you an extra week to review film and, and prep because they had a pretty good idea that they were going to face Soledad. Yeah. You know, so they didn't, uh, they did face, I think, the very first time when they did play, uh, the Aztecs did have running back Emmanuel Ortega in there. Oh, they did? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, because he was out for a couple of games, right? Yeah, yeah, a lot back. of games. So, okay. Yeah, he was injured and he, he's rushed for a thousand plus yards. Wow. Two straight seasons. Wow. Yeah, he's got, uh, what is that, 10 touchdowns uh, this season? Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's. Yeah, and then they have uh, they have quarterback Robbie Santa Ana, who's uh, throwing for sixteen hundred seventy four yards, uh, with ten t- eighteen touchdowns and eight interceptions. That's according to NBA Preps. Um, and then they also have let's see here, uh, oh Angel Olivas and Aaron Rodriguez, who uh, are among his pa- passing options. Olivas has forty receptions for eight hundred and forty four yards with eleven touchdowns, while Rodriguez has. 22 receptions for three, 337 yards and five touchdowns. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Sold out is far away. It's uh, King City is the southernmost section of school, but sold out is close. Jeez, sold out <laughs> is way down there, yeah. man. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I haven't seen sold out since last year's CCS final against Westmont, which they won in the rain. Um, Ortega was a, a, a beast. He gets, he's, I swear to God, I, th- I think he got eight yards of carry that night. Wow. Um, <laughs> just he was just, you know, and, and I, don't, I can't remember him busting a big one. But eight yards is a lot. Dude, that's, you know, that's huge. Two attempts and yeah. you got a first down. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, uh, and, I, and, I, and I tend to say exaggerate, but that's the impression he left on my on me. Wow. You know, that the line did a great job blocking. Yeah. You know, this was a team that had a stellar defense last year, and they graduated some of the, you know, interior linemen who had all these sacks. Yeah. But they kind of reloaded. You know, the, the reputation is there now. How cool it is to play football for Frankie Berlanga, mm. you know? Yeah. And, and then they, they returned Santa Ana at quarterback. They returned or, Ortega in the backfield. Yeah. And and those guys are their two their two studs. And, and you mentioned a couple of other guys. Yeah, uh, Olivas you know. and Rodriguez. Yeah. yeah. And know. then Rodriguez, uh, he also has a team high four interceptions. Yeah. Uh, while four other players have two each. Yeah. So they – they're, they're, they're ball hawks they're, out there, man. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No doubt. And then also on defense, they have uh, Miguel Vargas and uh, Jeronimo Serrano, who have made a team high five and a, five and a half sacks each. Yeah, that's each. Uh, they're going to try and make life rough for Mr. Rajla this weekend. Yeah, it's going to be tough, man. Yeah. It's going to be tough. It is. Uh, Soldad is uh, all systems go, you know? I think so, too, man. And. I don't know. I think they have one of the coolest helmets. <laughs> <laughs> they they, <laughs> they do. do, man. Yeah, the, dude, awesome. I, I was because they got the uh, what is it the the Cal Helmet Project or whatever uh-huh. the thing I use for the uh, yeah, yeah. Adobe thing. Yeah, and uh, yeah, but the first time I saw it, I was like, dude, that helmet is cool. <laughs> I can't remember who I saw this year. Oh, I retweeted it because the helmets were just disgustingly awesome. They were like this reflective. Yeah. Oh, you know what was is the uniforms? Independence High School in San Jose, the Seventy Sixers. Yeah. Have oh, like Ameri- yeah. American flag uniforms. That's cool. They were That's pretty cool. pretty awesome. That's awesome. Dude. Um, yeah, they won in their final game of the season. They they didn't have much of a test. They got to rest a lot of guys. Uh, they they beat Stevenson's thirty five nothing. Yeah. The week before that, they had SLV. They beat them thirty one to seven. Uh, then you know one of their closest games was against Scotts Valley. Yeah, that nineteen three win. Like the Falcons always are all coached up incredibly well. Yeah, under uh, Coach Metter on defense, so they should. Uh, they'll be they'll be poised to have another showing. If you could hold a team to under twenty points, I think you should have a chance. And right. So just get that offense together. You know, so keep the ball out of Soul Dad's hands. Yeah, because you know? if you if you notice, um, yeah, all their losses. What few there Solid, have been. Yeah, the, the, the three losses that they have 
all held under 20 points. Yeah. The three, they, them, yes. And yes. they've also given up more than 20. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah. 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 So lost 24 17 to King City. And King City was, yeah, that was got them at the right time. So wait, did, so Scotts Valley beat King City, right? Scotts Valley did beat yeah. King City, yes. But they got them at, they just, uh, you know, what, it's week was, to week. Was, was King City, did they have some injuries? Uh, I think they, they, they may they have gotten the guy had, back. Right. Oh, okay. Um, okay. But they just did a really good job defending them. It was kind of one of those head scratchers in terms of what King City did, because King City yeah. kind of finished pretty strong, I think. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, the, the, the two losses that Soldad had early on were to Seaside and Antioch. And Adi- Antioch, both those teams are incredibly athletic teams. Right. You know? And the Antioch game was on the road. So, and Soldad also lost his first two games last year when they won CCS. Yeah. So, you know what? Find out positioning or whatever, who goes well and what role. And yeah. you're still kind of figuring it out and yourself out at that point, right? Yeah. And they were without their stud at that point, uh, Ortega, I'm Ortega. pretty sure. Yeah. So when, once they got him back, it was all systems go. And they had already found out a way. They figured themselves out in a way to win by the time they got him back, you know. So, yeah, sold out is, is rolling. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 this is going to be tough for the Falcons. Um, for as much as I want to pick them to win, I don't. I don't know. Just that that offense has been uh, shaky as of lately, and they haven't been scoring enough points um, to get it done. And the Soledad team, they're just – they got too many weapons, I think. I think you're right on the money, sir. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have to go with Soledad as well, the Aztecs prevailing. Will they win uh, a repeat championship even though they've dropped a D5? Who knows? I mean, the winner of this game will face either Soledad – or excuse me, Jefferson or Menlo. Mm -hmm. And then – just you know, with the idea of Gilroy looming, since I picked Gilroy, right. uh, otherwise I would say the idea of Santa Cruz looming on the other side of the bracket, you know. <laughs> but and even then, Hillsdale and Sobrato. Um, but you know, just with Gilroy being that number one unbeaten seed, and and number one seeds have been upset before. But uh, yeah, this is a tough little tough little division. I don't I don't think it's the toughest, but yeah, I, um, but it should be one of the funnest to watch, though. I think. totally, yeah, totally, yeah. Uh, that's a yeah, this is an incredibly fun first round game. I think. Uh, perhaps low score, definitely low scoring game. I'd imagine, uh, but Soldad prevailing. Yeah, I, I think I think they might just win by like a touchdown or something. Yeah, I think I I think it's going to be that close. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but no, I have the Aztecas winning it. There you go. All right. Well, I guess that does it. Thanks for tuning in to Double Coverage. I'm Juan Reyes. And I'm Jim Seamus. And if you haven't already, subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud. And make sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter for updates on all your favorite local teams. Find that and more at SantaCruzSentinel.com slash football. Until next time.